That one was a beauty. You should have seen the waveform for this one. It's just... You see the damping of the oscillator. It's just... Very, very, very sexy clapping, I have to say. 1,000 sketches in 1,000 days. Day 426. Sketch 376. Quick fitted. It's with you. Yes, it is. Uh, you have right. the conch. This is a. Oh, I was about to say two hander, but actually it's a three hander. Mm-hmm. Let's say number one can be Laura, and number two could be Alastair. Okay. And number three. And that oh, sorry. Yes, I just realised it was a third three-hander. And number three can be oh Simon, I think. Very good. good. Ah, hello, Mr. Jones. Hi. So, did you manage to fix the car? Yes. Yes and no. Right. I mean, you found a couple of minor mechanical issues that we're able to fix easily enough, but... Yeah, but the parts are pricey for these vintage VWs. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. No, it wasn't that, really. Like I say, we fixed a few bits, but... Your car's developed a sort of... elementary consciousness. Oh. Right. That's quite cool. Again, yes and no. I agree that rational thought in a motor vehicle is noteworthy, but I'm afraid the car has also gone... gone bananas. Cool. No, not cool. Sounds quite cool. What part of your car has developed the power of thought and subsequently gone bananas, don't you understand? I'm having trouble with most of it, to be honest. Well, it's happened. The car can now think for itself... But it's gone funny. Oh, sounds cute. It killed a pigeon. Well, nobody really likes pigeons. And three mechanics. Ah. Yes, it's quite worrying. Every time we get it in the position at the top of our sloping forecourt to do some work, it moves forward, of its own volition, down to the bottom of the slope. We push it up again. It uses its autonomous brain functions to go down the incline. I don't know how to explain it. The handbrake? Pardon me? It sounds as though the car is rolling down the slope because the handbrake doesn't work. That's why I brought it in. Ah, I see. That that does make more sense. But it's a little bit trickier than that. When it rolls down the hill, the horn sort of shouts... Get the fuck out of my way, you fucking bastards, or I'll smash your faces through my windscreen Princess Diana style. Yes. Right. It's just... That's not normal for a car. I know. It's a novelty car horn I've had installed. It sounds each time the car moves. You installed that? Yes. And every time you open the door, it shouts... You best not be robbing me, or... I'll smash your faces through my windscreen Princess Diana style. Yes, we'd noticed. And then when you open the boot, it screams, You best not be taking the drunk from my trunk, or I'll go batshit crazy on your ass. 
Princess Diana style. Right, well, during this delightful exchange, I've managed to replace the handbrake. Brilliant. How much do I owe you? Well, the parts are pretty pricey for these vintage VWs. Get the fuck out of the way, you fucking bastard. I'll smash your face through my windscreen, Princess Diana style. Sorry, just getting my wallet. Nice. Sorry about that last line. Just went with it. <laughs> so, do you think vintage VWs would sound like that, or would they sound less I angry? Think, I think if Alistair installed a car alarm, it would be your voice, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to think. And that'd be like more softly, be like, get the fuck. Out of my way, you fucking bastards. Oh, I'll smash your face through my windscreen. Princess Diana style. I mean, that's more terrifying, sure. Is it? Probably not funnier, though. It's Mm, terrifying, but I don't think it's funnier. It's the Princess Diana obsession coming through yet again. It is, isn't it? Slightly Mm. unsettling. Yeah. And it's Laura again who's run it. (laughs) It's what? You added all the Princess Diana stuff. Are you about to deny it? Yes, you absolutely did. <laughs> Fine. Fine. All of so that Dan, was not the in team. So, Dan, at the time of recording, there is coming out to the cinema a Princess Diana movie. Sure. So, are your parents mm-hmm. going to bring you to that, or is it just. I, I mean, soon? they haven't. My did, parents haven't taken me to a, see a film did, since the Care Bear movie. Did they. <laughs> did, did they pop round to your house and sit on your bed and say, now, Daniel, there's a movie coming out? It may take you back to that fateful <laughs> no, morning. They, haven't done, they yeah. haven't done that yet, no. Yeah, um, they might come. Who knows? They've got they might keys. be just sitting outside the cinema just in case you go to it. <laughs> <laughs> they might split up. The cinema. <laughs> you, know, you know that cinema in Oxford? <laughs> they have to split up because kind of cover the multiple cinemas and the screenings. But, you know, if they presume you're not going to be late. up quite a lot, I think. There's only There's two only of them. three. <laughs> Well, no, still three more cinemas, than two, people. two adults. Yeah. yeah, but how many are they on at the same time? So, you know, right. if one is at seven and one's at half seven, what you if just he... have to be at the door for seven. And then, ten past seven, Dan's not turning up. You go over to this other cinema to make sure he hasn't, you know. There's five. four cinemas at the very least. There's three in the town centre to begin with. Yeah. Is the you... Phoenix going to show it, though? The Phoenix no, I'm not, I'm not including the Phoenix or the UPP. There's three <laughs> in town. They're not going to do this. There's one <laughs> right. in Greater Lees. They're not going to do it. I think if Dan was going to go to a cinema, he'd go to the Curzon because they let you drink beer and eat pizza. That's my logic. Am I right? Dan would never go to the cinema. The only way Dan would go to a cinema if he was in his house and the film was Poirot. (laughs) (laughs) So accurate. I think that's very true. Actually, Poirot's a bit dark for me now. (laughs) Dark? Miss Marple? Murder, she wrote. <laughs> Lansbury. No, I haven't been in the mood for telly. That's a story for a while. You could watch Squid Game, Dan. <laughs> yeah. It's got murders in it. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Mm. Care Bears all the way. Yeah. No, he said he won't watch something with a story in it. Well, it's got to just be a really nice story where nothing nasty happens to anyone ever. I only watch. I'm, I mean, I've not seen the Care Bears movie, but I'm going to make an assumption that fits that bill. <laughs> Don't know. I can't I mean, watch even... anything dark. No, I'm not no. good with even mild Jeopardy now. You should all watch um, Ted Lasso. Mm. It is very, very good. Everybody's nice in it, basically. It's very pleasant watching and very funny. Yeah. So I recommend that. It's about football, wow. isn't it? And we all know you love the football. You do. I do love football. Watch it back to back with Match of the Day. It's about an American football coach who gets a job managing a premiership football club, even though he knows nothing about football. 
but he wins everybody over by really really nice and positive oh yeah. <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's that's how the premiership works <laughs> <laughs> i've no doubt 1,000 Sketches in 1,000 Days was written by the Albion Basement. It was performed by Laura Taylor, Alistair Turvitt and Simon Tui. It was produced by Alistair Turvitt. The music is by The Evenings. See you tomorrow.